0: Hi, I'm Louise Nichol, the Editor-in-Chief of Harper's Bazaar Arabia. Welcome to this week's episode of Currently Trending, the weekly podcast brought to you by Harper's Bazaar. This week, we bring you all the action from Harper's Bazaar's Be Beautiful Seminar, which took place in Dubai this week at the glamorous Bulgari Hotel. By bringing together an elite selection of the world's most in-demand beauty experts, Bazaar aims to educate and inspire our audience on the best ways to be beautiful both inside and out. These are the people that royalty, CEOs, film stars and supermodels trust with their looks. And this is what they have to say. In part one, we hear from cosmetic dentist, Dr. Michael Appa, who practices between New York, Dubai and shortly LA on how our teeth and jaw actually determine how our face will age and why a perfect smile may well be a misnomer. So Dr. Appa is the man behind the world's most beautiful smiles.
1: Thank you. From
0: film stars to royalty to everyone, and has been practicing in Dubai in between his New York practice for 10 years. 10 years, and is soon to open in Los Angeles as well. Yes. But I think we're really lucky that we had you in Dubai before LA got you. Not bad. Yeah. That shows that Dubai (laughs) is ahead of the curve in these things. Yeah. So tell us what it is exactly that you do, because when I was a kid and I went to the dentist, they didn't look like you.
1: Unfortunately, right? <laughs> so dentistry is an ugly word, right? Because no one really loves to go to the dentist. So I hate saying that I'm a aesthetic dentist. Um, you know, we're in the anti-aging business, but at the same time, we're in the health business. Um, the mouth has a very strong... Overall appearance and facial beauty, Um, but at the same time, it really plays a factor in the structural aging process that happens. And the easiest way that I can make that example, because I don't want to, I want this to be as informative as, as possible without talking over anyone, but think of someone who has a denture, okay? Takes the denture out, their whole mouth collapses. That's what's happening to us slowly over time, structurally. And what that does is it changes the musculature and bone of your face and starts to become asymmetric. So really in cosmetic dentistry or aesthetic dentistry, what we're trying to do is we're trying to rebuild your teeth at whatever process of the aging process that you're in to make you look more symmetrical and or beautiful, which means our teeth should never be symmetrical, all right? And that's very critically important because most patients that come to us, they always say like, Oh, how come this isn't like that? and How come this it, it shouldn't be? If you're doing this procedure correctly, you're trying to create balance in the face, not necessarily balance in the smile. Okay. Does that make sense? It
0: does make sense. So on a really basic level, yeah. we're talking veneers. Yeah. Tell so us what the, the procedures yeah.
1: are? Okay. So porcelain veneers are a dental restoration. They're not. You know, there's all these fancy names for porcelain veneers. There's Uh, lumineers, there's prepless veneers, there's you know uh, Emax veneers, CERAC veneers, they're all the same thing. Porcelain veneers are a dental restoration just like a crown and a filling. So a lot of times people say to me like, I want veneers but I don't want my teeth drilled. Any type of veneer is permanent and if it's not you shouldn't get it. Bonding should be permanent. People say like, I don't want to touch my I don't want to get porcelain veneers cuz I don't want to drill my teeth. I just want bonding. Bonding is like the white plastic that you stick on your teeth which creates a whole slew of problems. Decay, staining, chipping, constant maintenance. It's why we don't use it. But we use porcelain restorations to basically rebuild your mouth. And 95% of the time people are coming in for a cosmetic fix when really they're getting an overall structural fix to their mouth Which is creating like I said overall, you know harmony inside your mouth But also giving you the look that you want Again a lot of people say oh, I want porcelain veneers, but I only want to do the front four teeth How come you know how come you always want to do 10 teeth or 20 teeth? because you have to make it look right. Whenever we jump into your mouth and use porcelain veneers, porcelain crowns, porcelain anything, what we're trying to do is create zero seams, right? So that whatever we put inside your mouth looks like teeth and becomes undetectable to the eye. And that is the mark of true good work.
0: So when someone comes in to see you, how do you assess them? What, what are you looking at?
1: Whenever I meet anyone, unfortunately, I'm scanning. Right, So I'm scanning
0: Be where
1: they are in their aging process, where they are in their cosmetic process, and then I'm figuring out how I, I would create teeth to make them look good, better, better version of themselves. Every patient that comes into my practice, you have to understand I'm looking at them as the most beautiful woman or man in the world. And I'm trying to figure out how to make them look like a better version of themselves. So. Whether people ask for natural or a wow smile or a Hollywood smile or whatever it is, it has to fit the person. And it's so critically important when you're doing good work. If a person's had a lot of work done and they look good, that's not a bad, when I say a lot of work done, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If, if someone's had a lot of work done and they look great, you're not gonna give them supernatural teeth, right? You're gonna give them like teeth that complement the way they look now. And by the way, there's a personality element that goes into it. There's an ethnical element that goes into it. There is different types, different ethnicities have different forms and shapes to their teeth. So if like she said earlier, if they come in with a picture of someone they say I want to look like this, I mean, you can, but it's not gonna look right. What you're doing is you're scanning to figure out kind of where they are and what will actually work for that individual person.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a balance between artistry. It is. As well as the medical and the scientific.
1: It's a balance of artistry with also being very good at just dentistry. Like, make no mistake about it, it's not one or the other. You can't be an artist and put teeth in someone's mouth because they have to work. Like I'm not just good with making teeth look pretty. I can figure out how someone functions just by looking at you, just by looking at your bone structure. I can see how your muscles work, how you grind your teeth, how hard you are on your teeth just by looking at you. All those things show. So when I'm figuring out your smile, I'm thinking about how I'm going to make it look great, but I'm also figuring out how I'm going to make it work and last and feel good. At the same time, and
0: if for those of us who are maybe not so fortunate as to come and see you, is yeah. there a danger with veneers specifically of <laughs> practitioners going for a cookie cutter approach and pushing in the you know the big symmetrical? Yeah. What do we need to be afraid of or you informed know it's, about?
1: It, we were talking about revision work earlier. I, w- I would say that specifically in this region. You know, I've been here for 10 years, right? So in 2008, there was not much continuing education for cosmetic dentistry in Dubai specifically. So there was a lot of dental companies marketing to the dentists, and they were selling their products, like lumineers, which are basically like, it's like wearing a cheap handbag. It's just a cheap porcelain veneer, sorry. Um, But what it basically did is it took the dentist out of the equation and said like, you don't have to touch your teeth, like we'll just make you these things that we're gonna glue on your teeth and you know, halas, that's it. So what it did was it created gum problems, bite problems, jaw pain, like a slew of cavities under them. It was just a mess. So um, when you're talking about you know, revision work or a- anything of that sort, what you're trying to figure out is all this dentistry has to be done super clean while being very, very artistic.
0: Okay. Perfect. So, what makes a great smile? Whether it's natural or you've had some input into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we have consultations, what I'm trying to do is figure out the person, figure out the personality. I'm looking at, you know, kind of who they are, what kind of lifestyle they lead, what they look like now, where they are in their aging process, and what I need to do to accent certain things like um, strong canines are very playful. So if you have like a really big personality, you're gonna have strong canines. Uh, Rotating teeth, things like that, they all contribute to how you're perceived when you're interacting with other people. And it's very interesting because teeth are like jewels. They're like this little indiscreet thing that if you have a great, great smile, it's this strong power you have to flash it at the right moment, to really give someone that little thing that says, you know, first of all, when you smile at someone confidently, it shows how confident you are in yourself, right? But to give that little uh, it's like wearing your best jewels every day. That's the only way I can explain it. Who would
0: you cite as being a great example? Of a killer smile, like a celebrity or a personality, or
1: Louise. Thanks. Doesn't Help. she have a great smile? <laughs> <laughs> like a. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going back to you. <laughs> In my teeth, right?
0: <laughs> like someone from Hollywood or from the, you know, who? Who do you think you look at and you just think, yes,
1: you that know, the is the truth incredible. is. You know, everyone that comes in, if they don't have a great smile, we can, it, it, it's, there is no, I mean, everyone has a great smile, that's the point. It's like everyone, a smile is like that emotion inside of you, right, that when you smile with your eyes and you really are happy and you show your teeth, that's a great smile. It's not necessarily your teeth, it's your expression, Right, so happy people have great smiles. People in Hollywood that are happy, I mean, not a lot of them, but whoever they are, they got great smiles.
0: <laughs> Welcome on to happiness yeah. after coffee. Yeah. So it's not just, I think we touched on this earlier, but it's not just the teeth, is it? What else that we might not imagine you could fix? Say we've got an asymmetrical eye or yeah. you can alter that with a really clever
1: okay. set of teeth? So. The second thing people look at, I would argue it's the first, but is your teeth. Let's just say the second, so we're all on the same page.
0: (laughs) So we're going eyes, then teeth, to clarify.
1: Um, They emit light, okay? So teeth are reflective. And I could get into it, it's just such a complicated thing that you can't really get into all of it, but think of it this way. It's the brightest thing on your face. So when you have asymmetries, which every single person in this room, including my perfect self, all have asymmetries, the difference between left to right is massive. If I took a a picture with you straight on, and I put a line down the center of your face, and I showed you the differences between the left and the right side of your face, you'd be astounded. But the point is, when you're doing any beauty treatment, you're trying to create overall harmony. Teeth having reflectivity, which emit light, gives me more power to control how people perceive what you actually look like. And it's really all a visual essay. Meaning, when we build teeth, we're, we're creating parallel lines with however we build the smile to the asymmetries of your face. And it takes away from the asymmetry. So, if you have cheekbone higher than the other, or an eye lower than the other, or your midline is shifted one way or the other, or your jaw is different on one side or the other. By, you know, and I've done this over and over and over again and written so many papers on it. By creating teeth that harmonize all those asymmetries, you can actually look more beautiful, more symmetrical. And there's one thing I want to touch on with the lips, because I know you were getting into that earlier. So many people, I'll give you a great example, but so many people come to me as they're aging, and here's where Dr. Valli is 100% right on. So many people come to me after they're going through the aging process, they don't know who to go see first, and they go see the dermatologist. Oh, My lip is getting thin, it's starting to sag, I want it fuller. They get it fuller and all of a sudden they don't see their teeth anymore. And then they come to me and they say, I don't know what's different, I just don't see my smile anymore. And I look at them and I'm like, let's back up a second. Look at When you put filler into your lip, it pushes it down. And you have to be very cognizant of that. Then it creates shadows inside your mouth and turns your teeth gray. So when I am looking at how to build someone's teeth, like I said, I'm looking at what they've had done and kind of where they are in that process and trying to combat bad work good or complement good work or whatever it is, but it's a complete picture. I had a young girl came in. She was 24 years old. She did her teeth, and she loved them. She went away. Six months later, she came back to my office, and she was pissed. She said, Dr. Appa, all my teeth have worn down. I can't see them anymore. And I looked at her, and I said, something looks different about you. So I took pictures, and I put them up on a big screen. And I said, what do you see is different about these two pictures? And she said, I don't see my teeth anymore. I said, of course you don't. What have you had done from when you had your teeth done to now? And she said, oh, I had my lip injected. And it pushed it down so far in a 23-year-old girl that she showed 10% of her teeth now, where she used to show 100% of her teeth in the smile. So I lifted the lip up, and took the picture of the teeth and then put the before or the after next to what she has now, and they're exactly the same. But I'm just saying that cosmetic dermatology, plastic surgery, and dentistry all have to work together. Like, you have to work with a great aesthetic team from day one to get a great result. And I think that is something that is way too far overlooked. People, you know, it's so funny, people always say to me, like, I want a discount. I hear it all the time. I want to. I want to see you, but I want a discount. I'm a type of person that I want to pay full fee for everything, because when I do splurge on something, I want to really feel that I've gotten everything possible out of that one particular thing, so that I can really enjoy it. And in dentistry, anything cosmetic or anything health wise should never be discounted. It, it, you know. You never want to get into that situation where you say, like, well, this person can do this, but I'll go here because it's cheaper, right? And then you're bouncing from doctor to doctor, and when you're done, it's like, who's working on you? You know, you have 10 people all trying to do the same thing that aren't all on the same page, and it becomes a real problem.
0: Who would you love to get your hands on in a dentistry sense? (laughs) Who needs an APA intervention? His wife's here, (laughs) so.
1: Um, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing, I I have two practices right now and I fly back and forth here every two weeks. I'm super busy, but the day that I go into my office and there's a cancellation or I'm not hunched over in someone's mouth, I'm miserable. So it doesn't really matter. I, I love everyone. I really, truly love to do this work. And no matter who it is, as long as someone is sitting in my chair for me to work on, I'm happy.
0: That's great. Yeah. And on top of the practices, you also have a great line of oral beauty care yeah. products available on yeah. net Yeah. And tell us about those and then.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, we created a, a product line to try and mesh, you know, people think of dental products as very boring, right, and very drab. So we created like this uh, amazing product line that pulls together beauty and cosmetics um, under one roof. We have um, all of the standard dental products plus some some pretty amazing beauty products that make you think about your smile every day. I think the best way to take care of yourself is to actually do it. You know, the best way to get or have healthy teeth is to actually do your oral hygiene, and sometimes with. You know, standard toothbrushes and toothpaste, it becomes a chore, whereas our products are meant to excite you a little bit, to get you excited about actually taking care of yourself.
0: And they look beautiful on the bathroom shelf.
1: And they look beautiful. So
0: you can take a shelfie. Yeah. (laughs) We can take a selfie with Dr. Varley, and then with you we can take a shelfie, right?
1: That's right. So
0: you've got this incredible career flying back and forth, you know, kind of permanently on Emirates. What's been the high point of your career?
1: You know... Everything's happened so, I mean, I've been practicing for 16 years. And in a 16 year career, I've hit so many high points that they just keep coming. Um, when I was growing up, when I was a young kid, I, I knew of the guy whose practice that I bought, who was like the cosmetic dentist to the, the, the real cosmetic dentist to the stars back in the 80s and 90s. And um, I always wanted to work for him and, I always thought to myself, like, this is a guy that I want to be around, this is the guy that I want to, you know, be with, and one day I want to buy his practice. So I got hired right out of school, which was a huge high point, but I bought his practice um, four years ago. Uh, We became partners ten years ago, but I bought his practice four years ago, which I think was bittersweet. It was a a high point, but at the same time, I saw how crushing it was for him to know that it wasn't truly his anymore. because he put his whole body of work into it, so it was bittersweet. But it was obviously something that I had worked since I was young for. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I was going to ask you about a low point, but maybe in a converse way, that was.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't really think you know people talk about failures. I really don't think there is such. A, I'm, I'm a big believer in there is no such thing as failures. Um, anything that's ever happened that may not have worked out has been a great lesson and and, and brought me to the point of where I am today, so I would change nothing.
0: So what is the future of cosmetic dentistry? Where are we going to be in five years time? Will you be a robot? I'm a bit scared about all these no, robots. Here's the that... interesting
1: thing. When you, when you talked about it, there is the same thing happening in dentistry, digital dentistry. And here's what I would say. I, I don't think it will ever, you know, we are at this point artisans. And what you're going to see is the digital aspect treating the mainstream of people OK. And then there's going to be the real craftsmen. Like us that will really rise to the top for for really specialized treatment. So it's there, but I don't think it's ever going to replace you know the human aspect of designing for someone. Yet. Great. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for listening to currently trending from Harper's Bazaar Arabia. Please comment on our Instagram or Facebook pages at Harper's Bazaar Arabia. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes.